My name is John Beethan. I'm with AlternativeHealthTools.com, the podcast, and this is episode 65. It's titled Biofield Tuning Energy Medicine with Jessica Louis-Brand. So a little bit about biofield tuning. It's literally a way to tune the human biofield with tuning forks. And we as humans are electrical. We're magnetic. We're chemical and organic beings that emit electromagnetic field all around us. And as Nikola Tesla once said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. All my life, I've been interested in magic. I realized that that's really just what I'm playing with. And it's, it's nice. the scientific nice. version and it's scientifically proven magic, but it's still kind of magic because it's, it's not that well known. It's not that well accepted. And mm. it's like kind of this underground movement that's turning into this like crazy, very well known movement through like holistic and complementary and alternative therapies. Tuning forks are a coherent noise. So it's just the same pitch. It's, it doesn't change. It's just the same. It's just the same. But um, the thing about biofield tuning is when we comb through the biofield, which for p- people who don't believe in like auras or biofields, <clears throat> if I walk into a person's field with a tuning fork, then arguably it should stay the same. It shouldn't, it shouldn't change in pitch or timber or tone. And I shouldn't be able to hear any like underlying frequencies or overtones or anything like that. But when you take a tuning fork and you whack it and you bring it into someone's field, it does change. Welcome back to Alternative Health Tools Podcast. And uh, today we have Jessica Louis-Brand. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yeah, she's a lot more relaxed about this than I am. And mainly because this has been a little bit of a dream of mine. And maybe we should talk a little bit how we met. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So that was at Eve in January, was it? It was at Eve in, I want to say October. Oh, was it really that long ago? Yes. Oh, wow. Because I decided to go on a two-month trip to Asia. Yes, And did, that right? was, we met before I left. So it must have been October. Yeah. Yeah. And then a friend of mine did a mini session with you. Tracy. And she's lovely. Yeah. And she absolutely wanted to go back. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I when I saw you there with the tuning forks, I was like really, really intrigued. Yeah. About the sorcery. About the sorcery. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually what does it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. So what are most people's reaction to it? Um they're curious. They mm-hmm. they want to know more. They've they've heard of tuning forks or they've seen them before mm-hmm. in in various different modalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're just curious as to how I'm using them and why I'm waving them around the body, and then sometimes why I'm on the body, depending on where I am and what I'm doing. So awesome. yeah, it generates a lot of interest. Yeah, and so for most people, probably are these the same kind of tuning forks you'd use to tune a piano? Is it a whole different deal? Um, and you can like. Show one, show one to the audience if you wanted to. This is my 174 tuning fork. Um, mm. This is my 528 tuning fork. Then I have two weighted forks. This is the 6264 tuning fork that I have, which is weighted, so I use on the body. And then this is the 5481. Yeah. And then for my people who are really good at math, um, if you subtract the 5481 from the 6264, 
you get the Schumann resonance of 7.83. So if I'm working on the body um, in a specific area that doesn't want to budge, I'll use both. Like say it's like an ankle that needs assistance. Mm -hmm. So I'll use both forks. I'll like whack them both off my leg and then I'll put them both on the ankle. And so then the frequency that it generates in between is 7.83. Awesome. Which is the Schumann resonance. Awesome. So we should say, yes, you'll be hearing for each of the, from each of the tuning forks a little bit later on. Yes. Except the weighted ones because they're kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, kinda... we'll like, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So how did you get into this? And what else do you do? And it's all related. Yes. Because you are doing sorcery here. Sorcery. You? Yeah. Complete and utter sorcery. And why do you call it sorcery? Um, just because I feel like all my life I've been interested in magic. And mm. now that I'm somewhat of an adult, I realize that that's really just what I'm playing with. And it's, it's nice. the scientific nice. version and it's scientifically proven magic, but it's still kind of magic. Cause it's, it's not that well known. It's not that well accepted. And mm. it's like kind of this underground movement that's turning into this like crazy, very well known movement through like holistic and complement complementary and alternative therapies thus that's why you're on alternative health tools that makes so much sense yes it does <laughs> it's crazy. yeah great so how did you get involved in it well do you want like my background or just the tuning forks background background yeah. okay yeah because it's always interesting to me to see how people progress in their life to yeah. what they end up with right for now anyway yeah and it's kind of a funny story uh so okay. i I'm from Michigan, Detroit area originally. And growing up in Michigan, if you feel like you are a healer, you are a doctor or mm -hmm. a nurse or a PT or an OT or a PA or you're some crazy acronym, but you're, mm -hmm. you're working in a hospital or some sort of setting that is like in a clinic. Um, and so I went to Grand Valley State University for medicine. Um, I switched my major a thousand times because nothing felt right. Um, <laughs> Common story. Yes. <laughs> like every semester it was like, I'm going to do this. And then, um, but it was always in the health field. I knew I liked the health field. And so I took, you know, all the chemistry classes and the biology classes and the microbiology classes and the physics classes. And my favorite class was physics. I did the best mm. in physics. I hated chemistry, but physics, I like totally understood because mm. I appreciate math because it's the universe. Um, and so my senior year, I, um, my undergrad is called health sciences. That's my bachelor's degree. And it was the degree that you get before you go into medical school. Mm -hmm. um, so that senior year, my senior year of like almost graduating, trying to complete all my projects in my capstone class, um, I went to my doctor and he happened to prescribe me these pills <laughs> that's for, that were supposed to help me, of course, help in little quotations for people not watching on Facebook. And, uh, this, um, this medication actually sent me into such a crazy spiral downwards of um, me not being able to digest food, me not sleeping, my adrenals being shot, my GI tract being shot, my lymphatic system just being so confused. It didn't even know which system it was in my body anymore. Mm. And, um, so I'm experiencing this my senior year of college when I'm supposed to be graduating. And I'm like, I'm a mess physically, emotionally, spiritually, like I don't even know what's going on anymore. And um, so I went back to my doctor and I was like, look, I feel like crap, like I can't digest, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I can't do anything. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. Here's this pill to help you sleep. And here's this pill to help you digest. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. So I went back to my dorm or house or wherever I was living and um, I Googled the side effects of these pills and they came with like a whole nother 
amazing list of side effects and symptoms that were more horrible than what I was already experiencing. Wow. So at that point, I made the decision that I would just graduate with my undergrad degree in mm-hmm. health sciences, and I would not continue to be whatever it was that I had whatever I was going to be prior to this happening. So um, I moved back to the east side of Michigan and I saw my naturopath who I had seen when I was very young, but then just a huge hiatus of you being a you know very intelligent teenager and not wanting to do what your parents want you to do. And then sure. in college on the other sta- or side of the state. And um, so my naturopath was like, oh, like th- this is a terrible medication. Like your lymphatic system is a mess. Your GI system is a mess. So... I need you to eat really clean, organic um, foods, uh, meat and veggies, and do a paleo kind of thing and avoid gluten and dairy. And then also um, uh, stress management and visualization and maybe meditation and maybe work out and move your body because that's really important to health. So about six months later, I was literally completely healed from all of the signs and symptoms that I was experiencing. So I was like, holy crap, there's something to this natural way of healing the body when I had just learned, you know, that the body is is um, chemical. So we fix our chemical body with chemicals and we heal our chemical body with chemicals, which our body is also natural and made of many other things. And we are biological and we're electrical and we're spiritual and we're metaphysical and we're all these other things. And so my naturopath was able to help me heal like body, mind, soul, rather than just the physicality of the human body. Awesome. So then during this time, I um, was looking for a job because I had graduated um, from Grand Valley and I found a thermography clinic in Michigan mm. and I had no idea what thermography was. And so I went to like my job interview and they were like, you know, did you Google, you know, what we were and what we did? And I was like, yeah, but I don't really get it. And they were like, well, it's really simple. Like you're an infrared being, so you emit heat. And I was like, okay, I can follow. And they were like, so we have an infrared camera that captures the heat that you emit. And I was like, okay, so me radiate heat camera captures heat. And I was like, all right, so, so, so what, like, what does that do? And they were like, well, in, in instances of cancer and things that are growing inside the body, if there's growth, that's going to produce heat as a byproduct. So if you simply scan the body with something that looks for excess areas of heat, you'll be able to find the beginning stages really of anything. Because it actually is detected at a cellular level. At a cellular level. Right. Yeah. And inflammation is the beginning of any degenerative disease. And that's well known everywhere. But like, it's just, it's so funny that like, and everyone knows that inflammation causes the disease, Mm -hmm. but then no one scans for inflammation and thermography is such an easy tool to do that. So then I found thermography. I, um, I worked across the country at different thermography places and then through my interest in thermography and then subtle energy, because arguably you could call inflammation in the body, subtle energy. Um, I found the job where I work now at SciTech subtle energy laboratory. And so then through this job, it really just kind of like exploded my whole life in, in a, in a great way. Um, and so then I was able to, um, do all of my pranic healing certification. So I do pranic healing, which is a type of energy healing that does uses with, um, or uses colors and crystals and amazing things like that works with the chakras. And then I met Eileen McCusick, who is one of my best friends. And um, she has this modality called biofield tuning. 
and it's literally how to tune the human biofield. Mm-hmm. And then the biofield, it's actually a term that was co- uh, coined by Beverly Rubick or the National Healing Health Institute in uh, 1994. So the biofield refers to the field that is emitted by the body or vice versa. But basically, it's the scientifically accepted word for aura. <laughs> Because oh, <laughs> yeah, when science, okay, yeah. when uh, people say aura, all the scientists are like, "Oh no, not aura! It's so bad because it's such like a yeah, yeah. hippie word." So right. biofield, it's an anomaly. It is. I mean, it's it has many different meanings for many so many different people. Totally. Yeah. So biofield. So we're tuning the biofield, which is the field around the body. Got it. So I, I can <laughs> see where this is going regarding the tuning the forks. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's like all so I started like as a um I was like an atheist materialistic scientist turned natural healing holistic practitioner turned thermographer turned energy healer and then so now it's just easier to call myself a sorcerer <laughs> cuz that whole yeah. story is so long <laughs> I do sorcery. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand you do it very well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, the feedback's been really wonderful. Awesome. Yes. So then the tuning forks. The tuning forks. So not, we don't really call them tuning forks, do we? I call them tuning forks. Okay, then I'll call them what tuning do you, forks. What do you call them? Tuning forks. Do you? <laughs> I thought there might be a special name for the instrument, but... Um, magic wand? A magic wand. I like I that. I could call them a magic wand. That's really what they are. Yeah. And I do wave these two guys around, so technically... Oh, really? They're a magic wand. Oh, yeah, awesome. and I have the crystal, so it's like all sorts of Harry Potter. And the crystal is quartz? Yes. This is a uh, Lemurian crystal. Um, mm-hmm. And Lemurian crystal, for our viewers unaware of Lemurian um, crystals, they have uh, striations on them that um, that kind, they are, they're called barcodes, which I just hate that term because mm-hmm. it's so like, I don't know, it's just not an... Commercial. Ep- yeah, it's a commercialized word, but they have these striations and lines on them that naturally just up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, um, it said that when Lemuria, which was this supposed landmass, depending on your belief system, I personally believe in Lemuria or Mu, um, they were called both, but, uh, they recorded their history and teachings and knowledge and all, all that other good stuff. They recorded them in the crystals. So if you hold a Lemurian crystal, the correct way and are able to tune in and access through the barcodes, the information, then you're able to download all that stuff, which isn't like too hard to believe because we use crystals and watches and computers to hold information in the ultra stream and this too, the ultra stream water filter. Oh, yes. See, that was my excitement. Yeah, voice. <laughs> that's, I mean, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. Well, we don't want to talk about that necessarily, but... But water's can, really cool. Yeah. And water. it holds memory, too. Y- yes. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Lemuria was actually uh, a civilization pre-Atlantis. Pre-Atlantis, yes. Right. So some people might be a little more familiar with Atlantis. Yes. Atlantis is like, if you're going to believe in like a prior history to our history, everyone's got Atlantis down. But then when you drop the Lemuria bomb on them, people are like, what? Lemuria? Yeah. yeah Lemuria. Yeah. And it's, um, it was also called Mu, which this is kind of a cool little. Yeah. I want to hear uh, this is everything you know about this. Okay. <laughs> this is a side tangent, but I was talking to my friend Tiffany the other night and we were discussing, um, I had read some article and by read, I just mean like I kind of breezed through it cause I was at work, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, you know how you hear about all these star children and indigo children and crystal children that are waking up and they're being reincarnated into, into this life now. 
um, they've actually found some, um, like, I think it's like a receptor on their cells or DNA. Mm. And it's called like the Mu receptor, like M-U. And Mu is also the old name for Lemuria. It's the same same, same, but different. Um, well, actually not different. It's actually same, same, but I still have Southeast Asia on the brain. Um, and so, um, this, this new receptor site that they're finding on these cells, it's actually called like the Mu gene. And it's, and I don't know, I can't remember like the science of the article, but it was basically that like they have more access to like more of their like DNA or something. So, so it's like this, this old, um, this old historic like story or this old story of our, uh, our creation kind of or evolution is kind of like somehow it's like coming up like nowadays. So in like science and in literature and everyone's feeling it like energetically people who are tuned in are like the vibration is raising. And I mean, they're not lying. It's not just like a, hippie-ish thing to say it's like you can actually feel the vibration raising and it's palpable yeah and it's measurable it's measurable which is important yeah yeah for science awesome (laughs) yeah so then the the uh, tuning forks the forks so um so i guess i'll just kind of talk about like biofield tuning and kind of how i work and how we do sessions so it's called biofield tuning and again it was invented by eileen mccusick and um, she, her, a little bit of background about her story, because her story is really important um, to understanding mm-hmm. why this works, is she was a massage therapist who wanted to start using sound in her practice. And so she would just, um, she would make it like a free, like little extra, like a, as a part of her massage for people who were willing to be guinea pigs. And then, you know, one fateful day, um, she activated, she went to like go to the window cause she heard some noise. And as she like kind of like absentmindedly was just looking out the window, she activated the fork and started walking in to, towards the client. Well, um, tuning forks are a coherent noise. So it's just the same pitch. It's, it doesn't change. It's just the same. It's just the same. But, um, the thing about biofield tuning is when we comb through the biofield, which for p- people who don't believe in like auras or biofields, if I walk into a person's field with the tuning fork, then arguably it should stay the same. It shouldn't, it shouldn't change in pitch or timber or tone. And I shouldn't be able to hear any like underlying frequencies or overtones or anything like that. But when you take a tuning fork and you whack it and you bring it into someone's field, it does change. It changes depending on what height and what level it is. If it's in someone's aura, if it's close to their body, if it's outside, it changes everywhere. So in, so Eileen realized this. And so she started not only doing tuning fork work on the body, but also away from the body. And then she, through thousands of patients and clients, she um, was able to map the entire field of the aura. Mm -hmm. So it's like mind blowing work. Um, and she's done tons of like research on it and she like went and she's getting her PhD right now. She got her master's degree. Um, and so we've done work together at the lab and in the Faraday cage. So that's been exciting. No kidding. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's been really fun. Um, and so basically she's mapped the entire field. So then what I do when I do a a treatment is I, I go through the body. First, I work on the body with the weighted forks and I, I do, um, just acupuncture points along the body. And what it's, what that does is what, um, Eileen calls it is opening up the central channel. Cause if you think of your aura and we, we all at least know what an aura looks like where it's kind of that, like almost like an apple shape, it's, or like a torsion field around us. So it goes out of our heads, up and around, down through our feet and back through our body. So that's the shape of it. So it's like this around a person for Facebook. 
Um, and so what we're doing is we start at the feet and then we go throughout the body to the top of the head. And so we're opening up the central channel or the vessel or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then once we do that, then we start working off the body and we comb in from the field. So about five to six feet away from the person is like their gestation or their birth story. So people that have really horrible birth stories, they carry this anxiety through their life and they may never know why they have this anxiety, but it's simply because their first experience on earth as a human living, breathing thing in this lifetime, if that was traumatic, that kind of sets the tracks for how they, how their stress response. So if something bad happens, they go back to that first memory, maybe without even realizing it. So what we do is we're able to tune the field. So we're able to bring like those um, like pockets of discoherence back into the body. So, and of course it's more complicated than that, but what happens is... I'm, I'm sort of sitting here getting very strong visuals. Yeah. Do you want to share? Well, I can just, I can just see visually it's, what you're talking it's about. It's so exciting. Yeah. So um, what happens is I, I whack the fork and I, I start about five to six feet away. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of sit there for a little while and I'm listening to the tone. I'm listening to the, again, the overtones, if mm-hmm. I'm pe- hearing undertones, if I'm feeling anything, because um, I'm, I'm slightly, well, I, I'm very empathic and I'm slightly intuitive. And so I'll get just kind of downloads and it'll say something and I'll just see a word in my head and then I'm like, okay, like, you know, is this accurate? Did you have a traumatic birth story? And so if they did, I just hang out there for a little while. And the the image that I, that it's kind of easiest to grasp and understand is if you think of the tuning fork as a magnet, and if you think of that pocket of discoherence, basically where the, the pitch would change, where you would hear a different tone. If you think of that as iron filings, like just iron filings. So if you stick the tuning fork in those iron filings And then slowly you bring it back into the body and then you would drop it in over the chakras. Um, Chakras are spinning wheels of light. That's the Sanskrit uh, definition of them. And so our our, our chakras, they're literally transformers of the energy of our body. So they know what to do with energy. But if you have a trauma, like say something terrible happened and you were really afraid. Well, if you think of like fear and like, you know, this kind of reaction, you're energetically pushing out because you're trying to protect yourself. So you're trying to push something or like away from you. So what, um, what that, what happens is there's, there creates this pocket of discoherence around in the biofield at that specific age. And personally, what I think it is, is biophotons, which leads me to another tangent. Um, we literally emit light. So a biophoton means a photon or a particle of light that is emitted by something biological. So what I think it is in the field that we're hitting is like if if I have a field of biophotons, but at three years old, something terrible happened to me um, I and I went into this sort of like fear mode that I emitted like a kind of SOS packet of biophotons. And so it's going to get stuck in my like three-year-old tree ring around my body. And so then, um, so then that's what we're hitting. So then that I think is why the tone actually changes is because we're hitting this denser pocket of something because it is a density. Like when you're, when you're kind of forked inside that thing, like it, it feels like a density because you can feel if it's heavy or sticky or hot or cold, or, you know, it has all these different um, personifications really. And so what we do is, so we, we stick our little fork in the iron filings and then slowly we bring it back because, because our chakras know what, how to deal with energy. 
it's just stuck out here. So the chakra, it's like, it can't reach it. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we just help re um, bring the energy back in, realign the energy, and then we drop it into the chakra. And then the chakra is able to recalibrate and uh, like kind of reassess and realign everything else in the body. So that's kind of like how a biofield tuning session works. That's awesome. It's super awesome. No, I got it. Okay. I got it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. In fact, as you were talking about it, I can remember a time, let me get this right, like 21 years ago, where I was in an automobile accident, mm. that I was driving down the road 45 miles an hour, a guy did a U-turn in front of me. <laughs> so I T-boned him. Yeah. So I wasn't hurt. Okay. But, but and the I, trauma. Yes. And I helped him get his wife out of the car because she was totally freaked out, got her to the side of the road. And then I turned around and looked at my car and it was like the hood had sheared off and was against the windshield. Oh my God. Yeah. It was pretty strong impact. I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I'm grateful to Mm -hmm. still be alive, but I also went back probably a month later and I was in a whole lot of therapy and stuff, but like I woke up the next morning, I couldn't move, you know, I just couldn't move. Yeah. But, but I went back to recall the energy back because mm. I knew when the body's going 45 miles an hour and all of a sudden it stops, there's going to be some trauma. Totally. And I actually, as you were describing all that, mm-hmm. I thought, mm, might want to work on that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So one of the interesting things that you just stated that I kind of want to chat about for Please. a second is um, in the other modality of healing, I learned about lag time. So this mm-hmm. this isn't related to biofield tuning. Um, it could be like a kindred spirit of it, but I have interesting stories about lag time. So mm-hmm. in pranic healing, the other type of modality I do, um, you, you know, you do an energy healing session. And then after the person leaves, they're supposed to, you know, like avoid red meat, don't drink, don't smoke like directly after, because right now you have kind of this like pristine energy body or biofield. And we want to keep it that way because the energy, like, because it's non-touch and it's intention, we're sending energy in. So it's hitting the aura and then it's hitting the physical body. So things start in the aura and then they hit the physical body. Mm. Um, and so there's this, there's this notation of lag time. So if I do a, a, an energy healing, it will take sometimes a little while for the energy to hit the physical body. So that's why sometimes energy healing doesn't, you don't solve all your symptoms or your problems in one day. Cause there's this, there's this lag time because energy is in a different kind of plane than we are. Mm-hmm. So it, the time doesn't work the same. Um, but that I think is why the next day you couldn't move because your physical body was in a specific place and your energy body was kind of like frazzled and freaked out and maybe even shattered. Cause so this is kind of a funny story as most of my life is. Um, <laughs> when I first moved to California, I was looking for a house to just live in. And so one day, um, I was driving around and I had this, uh, I was meeting someone to go see their apartment and I didn't realize that Vulcan was a two way street. I thought that Vulcan went North and like the one, the, the one one went South because like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Cause I just didn't understand like train tracks. And I was like, yeah, this goes this way and this goes this way. So, um, I, I parked like right on the side of the road and there was a giant truck that parked next to me. So like arguably no one could see me from the street cause I was walking behind this giant truck and I all, like, I walked into the street and all of a sudden, like I look over and there's this grill that is just like inches, like from my face. And I look and this guy, like has this petrified look on his face. Cause he just almost like destroyed me. Like not just killed me, but like I would have exploded. Like it would have been, <laughs> been horrible. 
Not a good and image then, there. No. And then he starts yelling. Clear that one. <laughs> then he starts yelling at me and he's like, what's wrong with you? Why would you like walk out? And I like, I was so like, I just didn't understand what happened. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like fine and I'm fine and I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I go to meet this person to see the house. And then all of a sudden, like what almost happened hits me and like my, my heart rate goes like through the roof and I'm, I'm sweating and like, like beads of sweat are coming down and like, I just don't feel good. I think I'm going to pass out. I think I'm going to puke. And I'm like, what the hell happened? So then I talked to, um, my mentor, Mary, and she told me like, oh, lag time. So that hit your energy body. And then it took that amount of time from the impact of your energy body to whack you in the physical so there was like this a little bit of time that it took to like settle in which is crazy wow that's really interesting yeah i've experienced that before not just once yeah it's just so then to that note the energy body like the best way i can describe the energy body is you like you feel sad before you cry and you feel happy before you laugh. Mm-hmm. So there's this um, this idea of things happening in the energy body before they happen in the physical body. Mm-hmm. And arguably, the energy body is what emits our physical body and not the other way around. But mm-hmm. then, and then that goes into consciousness and where's the seat of consciousness and is it in the brain or is it, you know, our chakra above our brain and above our actual physical body. So that just goes way down that rabbit hole. But um, yeah, it's just the idea that things happen in the energy field before they happen in the physical. So yeah. like, um, that's why like acupuncture works because they're working on the physical body, but also the emotional body. Cause in traditional Chinese medicine, you have all of the organs, but they also have emotions attached to them. Like the lungs are grief and, um, the intestines have the energy of what are you not digesting emotionally? Mm-hmm. And the liver is anger and gallbladder is frustration. And there's all these different things. And it's cause the feelings impact the organs mm. or they, they can suck the life out of the organs or they can boost the organs. So happiness helps the lungs rather than hurting the lungs. So it's just all these, uh, all these amazing things. I can see that you bring a whole lot to the table. I mean, you know, there's a lot of this experience. I've seen some things. Yeah, yeah. You've seen some things. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you have stories. Huh? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, do you use the forks in particular ways, the different uh, vibrations, let's mm-hmm. just say? Yes. Like, so, yeah. so the forks, um, the weighted forks, I work on the body because um, because they have weight, there's a, there's like a more of a vibration. So that's able mm-hmm. to kind of like kind of penetrate through the physical body. So that can like help break up. Um, not that I'm making any claims or diagnoses or anything, but it can help the vibration of the tuning fork can help break up the vibration of the scar tissue. Um, just for anti-diagnostic reasons. Um, and so, like I said before, I'll use the two weighted tuning forks together to create the Schumann resonance. Um, and And let's talk about the Schumann resonance. Let's talk about the Schumann resonance. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? Yes, you do, but I'll talk about it. (laughs) So the Schumann resonance is, um, it's like the electrical cavity between the earth's ionosphere and earth. So everywhere on earth, there's always lightning somewhere in the world. Natural acupuncture. Natural acupuncture. I like that. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I like that. Um, yeah, but, but it's true. So there's always lightning going on and there's this 7.83 Hertz that is in our, our earth between our ionosphere and our ionosphere is, I'm not sure how far above the earth, but it's, it's what protects us from all the rays of the sun and like that good stuff. What's interesting about the Schumann resonance is like if we, if like lightning suddenly stopped on the earth, like we would all die (laughs) like instantaneously 
because the Schumann resonance helps keep us in balance. And then the other thing about the Schumann resonance is our um, alpha and theta state also operate in our brain. So our brain waves operate at 7.83 hertz. So it's one of those situations of as above, so below, and as within, so without. Like we are nature and nature is us. Mm-hmm. So the same, the same um, frequency that is required for us to live on the world, like on earth, like in this, um, in this situation, in this environment is the same hertz of the brain waves that we need in our brain to keep us like functioning in alpha and theta. Mm-hmm. So it's just so cool. So that's, so I love these two forks together because, um, they just really, it just feels really amazing. Like, well, and I would imagine, imagine that once you experience it, you kind of you kind of go oh that 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 yeah. sounds familiar that yeah. reminds it me that feels sense. at home yeah it it yeah so when you calibrate yourself to that frequency then i can see that even just going through your life could be beneficial yeah totally yeah um so the weighted forks then i also use on acupuncture points mm-hmm. so i do like a kidney one point on the foot i do liver and lymphatic points on the foot because we all need lymphatic points mm-hmm. pressed mm-hmm. um the lymphatic system for some reason is like the most forgotten system in our body and it's one of the most important systems because it has to do with cleaning out the body it's like our sewage system so it cleans out our body from all like the pesticides pollutants chemicals everything that's in the earth or in our current environment so the lymphatic system cleans that out so i always work on lymphatic points around the body because that's important and then um we do lung points as well. We do a point on the sternum. We do one of my favorite points mm. is I don't even know what point it is because I've forgotten, erased that from my memory and replaced it with the unicorn point, which is right here because I love unicorns. She's pointing to the right base. Yeah, really. Right, yeah, yeah, like right, right where at the hairline is. Right in the middle. So I call it the unicorn point, And that is where I hang out a lot because I like to, one, make people unicorns and two, because it relaxes your whole face. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you take a yoga class and they're like, mm-hmm. relax your jaw, relax your mm-hmm. eyes, relax your cheeks, you know, put your ears, like, line them up with your shoulders, and all of a sudden you relax in areas you didn't know you could relax in. Mm-hmm. It's the same with the weighted forks. You put them right there, and then all of a sudden your whole face is like, oh, <laughs> so nice. Because <laughs> we hold tension. We hold so much tension in our jaw, and most of us right. know that, but we also hold tension, like, in our sinus area and our forehead, and, like, we're always, like, stern with our eyebrows. So um, the weighted forks really help with that and relaxing. And then off the body, I use the 174 and the 528. The 528... Those are the smaller forks I'm looking at. Yeah, so the 528... I'll hold it up for, like, Facebook friends. So this is the 528. It's a little guy. Um, This is considered DNA repair because it says that on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is the 174. So this is the fork that I use. This is, like, my my typical magic wand. This is the one that I'm always Mm -hmm. using Um, because... Like any healing utensil, you just like this is this is an extension of my arm now that Mm. I you know it's just you're healing stuff that it just becomes a part of you. So this is like my stethoscope that I use to see what is going on in people's body and where, and this is how I feel the tones of sadness or anger or um, or really anything undertones and overtones and then um with the weighted forks i sometimes will use the crystal on the acupuncture points because what crystals do is they increase the amplitude of the oscillation so if i have like a particularly sticky spot that doesn't want to move i just blast it with the crystal and the weighted fork together and then it's like cosmic yeah a shift. Yeah. <laughs> there's at this point there's no choice. No. You you must it's shift. It's holy shift. Like holy shift. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. 
Awesome. So are you going to like uh, use the other microphone with these tuning forks? and yes. just go? Do you want to like go over that? Yeah, I should do that. And just imagine that, I mean, our Facebook friends can see us live, but um, the audio podcast and Alternative Health Tools is like 101 countries now. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. So just uh, put your visual map together and just imagine uh, um, what Jessica's doing is she's holding the tuning fork in her right hand. And what is that thing? This is a hockey puck. It's a, Well, it is. It's literally a hockey puck. Um, I lean after, you know, figuring out biofield tuning and whacking the tuning fork on various areas of the body and various other things. Yeah. She realized that the hockey puck works the best because <laughs> it's, awesome. it's hard, but it's also rubber. So it's not going to hurt the fork. And it's just like, well, that's too loud. But um, yeah, it just makes the best tone. So uh, for everyone, I'm going to start with the 174 um, fork. Mm-hmm. So this is the non-weighted fork, which is why it makes noise. And then I'm just going to whack it on my hockey puck and hold it up to the microphone. So it has a really nice tone, and I think you can hear that, again, it's like a coherent sound. So it makes the same tone all throughout. It doesn't, like... I'm su- I'm super tone deaf, which is also kind of a funny thing. Um, so I would tone and be like, it makes this noise, which changed to this noise, but I'm just so tone deaf, it's almost embarrassing. Um, I, you know, I'm imagining there might be an advantage to that. <laughs> Being tone deaf? Yeah. Think so? I'm just curious, yeah, given, sh- given what you're doing. Oh, I'm like, please share, because if I could fix my tone deafness, it would be awesome. Oh, let me think about it. Even Let's people circle. even people like doing karaoke, they'll like, they're like, it'll be fun, Jess. And I'm like, it won't, though. I'll, like, you're, <laughs> not you're, for me, not for you. Not for you. Like, it might be, yeah, I sing in my car in the shower. <laughs> um, okay, so now I have the little 528 DNA repair fork. And so I'm just going to do the same. And again, um, this is a non-weighted fork. And so this is a fork that I would use around the body. Um, this is a fork that I like to use to um, kind of create an auric shield or bubble after a session mm-hmm. to kind of like wrap you in this goodness mm-hmm. so I can send you off into the world and you will be bubbled from whatever craziness you might come in contact with. And it has such a happy tone. Like, mm. it's just like, it feels good. You're like, yay. Little tuning fork. But again, you can also hear that it has the same tone. And it goes a really long time. Of course, it has a higher frequency. So. It does. So then um, I'll just whack the the weighted forks as well. But this, you'll just hear more of a, vi- more of a vibration rather than... An actual like tone. So you can kind of just hear the vibration. But the other fun thing that I forgot to mention that I do with these is um, I'll whack both of these and then I'll hold them up to someone's ears like when they're healing. So oh, then, really? so it's like Schumann resonance to the max because it's already in your brain and then I'm adding it to your brain. So mm-hmm. it's like. So can you do the nice Schumann? Thing. Can you whack those both and we get a yeah. recording?
See, didn't that feel good? Like, that oh, yeah. felt good. <laughs> Magic no wands. Kidding. No kidding. Is any of this related to any other modality? Well, I mean, I, I like know yes you've done. No. I know you've done your work. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. So, like, well, so there's so much with sound healing. So, yeah. so this is just biofield tuning, right? But like, I mean, there's there's healing. Um, crystal. Oh, damn it! I have a crystal bowl in the car. I forgot to bring in. We're back. We're back. Hello, friends. Um, so I ran out and got my crystal bowl. So um, this crystal bowl is tuned at an A um, mm-hmm. in the musical scale. And from what I understand about A is it's supposed to resonate with the Ajna chakra. But personally, I feel this tone um, in my heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So this is the A440. Yeah. Got it. So what's nice about the crystal bowl is like, mm-hmm. you know, when I hit it and then when I um, roll my little thingy around it, it um, it, it like pulses that that yes. noise that like kind of pulsing, and like you can like when I'm in meditation and someone else is doing the bowls or even when I'm just doing them, like you can feel that breaking up areas of like stress and like mm-hmm. emotional like traumas like in your body, like you can feel it. You can feel like it's palpable coming off the bowl and like whacking into your field and like clearing you out. And like, so then that's the other thing too, is like with sound healing, sound healing is like, it's been around literally since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Like it's in all indigenous cultures. It's in Egypt. It's in Greece. It's in like everywhere in like Africa and like in ancient civilizations, it's all sound therapy. And then I had this, um, this came to me before, um, to like just today, I was like, I was thinking about things that I wanted to talk about. And so I was raised, I went to a Catholic school for like most of my life when I was a kid. And, um, in, in the, I think it's Genesis or something, but in the create, in the creation story of the world in, in through the Catholic filter, is there's this quote from the Bible, and it's like, um, in the beginning there was the Word. Mm. You know, we like we all know that, but the thing is, is like the Bible is mistranslated, and like pieces are taken out, and like the Bible is really just like kind of an interesting thing. But that's neither here nor there. But my point is that um, I am willing to bet, and I've also done research in this, that the the word word was <laughs> a mis- a mistranslation, and it actually means sound. So it's in the beginning, there was like, there was sound, not, not the word, but sound. So it's like sound is like the kind of, it's like the primordial first like thing that ever was around was sound. And there's so much about sound, but I know I love sound. (laughs) So cool. 
Yeah. So it's just so cool. And I mean, and then that reminds me of like, I wanted to talk about like space stuff with electric universe theory, because if space is a vacuum, sound can't travel through a vacuum, but we've recorded the sound of the planets and the stars. So that means it's not a vacuum. And like, it's just, it's so healing. And then there's toning where like, and again, I'm tone deaf. So, and I try, like I, I do it in yoga when everyone else is toning as well. But um, it said that like your own voice can heal your body. So if you tone just like with an ah or ooh or e or whatever, that that what you need, that frequency, that like homeopathic frequency to mm-hmm. cancel out your illness, mm-hmm. it's in your own voice. Mm-hmm. So if you tone, you can actually like achieve like stress relief and meditative states just by toning. Mm-hmm. So sound sound is everywhere and everything. And it's it's frequency and like cymatics, like cymatics are like the coolest thing ever. It's sound that makes noise or I'm sorry, it's sound that creates, makes shapes like physical objects. It's, have you ever seen like those videos? No. What? John? Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> you can send me links, right? Okay. I'll send you links. Yeah. So, you know, just so you know, well, you've talked a lot about things and everything you've talked about, so we'll I'm do sorry. the research okay. and put the, put in the show notes yeah. on the website links. links to everything that you've talked about. That, okay. Okay. That's so a long I was, list. I, well, that's great. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't have to, this doesn't, I mean, this could be the longest podcast in the world. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say <laughs> about tone yeah. and sound and everything else is there's many, many religions that use tone and sound. Mm-hmm. And in Ekankar, you familiar with Ekankar religion? It's no. reported to be the oldest religion. Huh. They do the hue. What's that? Well... I've experienced it several times, and it's just a hue. Oh. That's the that's what they do, and okay. it's and it's of course hue as in human. Mm. So I mean, I'm just saying that there's many many different religions that actually use tone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and actually, I wanted to go back to the other thing that you said about the whole tones because. Um, because what I'm gathering, your question is like perhaps the difference between 432 hertz and 440 hertz, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's like a big difference there. So like 432 hertz is mm-hmm. like this the sound of ohm and um, you know the the beginning of the universe, and so mm-hmm. 432 holds this this healing vibe, this love vibe, this universal vibe. It's mm-hmm. just everything. Mm-hmm. But the way that um, all of our music is recorded, and since like the 1930s, 30s. I might be, that might not be right. Um, but we, ch- we switched to 440 hertz. And 440 hertz is known to be like a little bit more abrasive and aggressive than 432. But there's this whole conspiracy theory behind it, which I totally believe in. Because I love conspiracy theories. They're my favorite. Um, but, so, if everything was recorded on 432, mm-hmm. arguably, there would be more harmony and like more beauty. And it's just a more like relaxed, mm-hmm. um, like sweet tone. But because things are recorded at 440, it's more agitating. Which like, I've experienced this in real life. But if I'll be listening to Pandora and like mm-hmm. a commercial comes on, mm-hmm. like, I'll get angry. And because it's like this, this like aggressive tone, like undertone all of a sudden. And I would have just been listening to like this nice song. And then all of a sudden, and again, I'm saying they're probably both recorded at 440 Hertz, but it's like, I can feel, you can almost feel the agitation, like in, in the physicality of your human body. Like you can feel like your, your cells kind of being like, ah, I don't know. Well, I'm going to play with that. Okay, cool. Tone generators. (laughs) let's do it yeah that's awesome yeah so the 440 fork you have the 440 fork or the 432 no it's 528 oh this, okay the little dude is 528. oh that's right you said the bowl was 440 a440 yes okay but i have to find let me don't quote me on that yet okay 
Because it might be something else. Well, yeah, let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah so 528, 174, 54 something and 62. 54, 81 and 62, 64. Is there any correlation between this and color healing? Cause as totally. I, yeah, because I told you before, there was a period of my life where I studied color, vibration, and healing. Yeah. And the works of Wagner. Yeah. So the not just the music, but reportedly, supposedly, he, his last opera he wrote was a color opera. Oh. And the whole set was done in different colored silks. Oh, my gosh. With the music. And yeah. it, ne- it was never produced because he died oh, before. Oh, I'm like, that sounds beautiful. I would I love know. to see that. I know. Well, I'm going to have to recreate it there, <laughs> Jessica. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do it together. Yeah, like, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> Great. We can do it as a part as of Ashley Mazenik's, um Eco Arts. I love that idea. Yeah. Let's talk about the weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll wear my shirt that I have. <laughs> so, yeah, you have one. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, what else do you want to cover? Um, well, I mean, with color, like, so Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, just think of energy, frequency, and vibration. Right. Color is that sound is that like they're they're one of the same and like when you when you like look under the surface at sound and color and frequency and vibration it's all math and then when you look at that it's all sacred geometry and like you can just you can just keep peeling back the layers of everything and then all of a sudden like underneath it all like with quantum physics and sacred geometry you're able to kind of like see the magic of the universe and like see Mm -hmm. see what what this really is and it's Mm -hmm. amazing it's Mm -hmm. incredible Mm -hmm. you just got back from asia right i just got back from asia yeah. So just, I'm curious what took you there. <laughs> um, uh, lots of things. Uh, so two years ago I went to Peru on my birthday mm. and that was like, that was my first big trip that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was mind blowing. And I've always been a traveler and I've traveled extensively throughout the United States. And like every time I've moved, I've moved a little bit farther than, than before. Mm. And, um, I love like road trips and I love to see like other things. And I like to experience other cultures because the United States is such like this, um, this canned example of life. Like this is what life is, is you're born and then you go to school and then you get a job and then you work the job and then you die. And maybe you had a cool life. Let's hope so. But then in other cultures, like there's this, um, there's just so much that we don't experience unless we go there. There's, there's poverty and there's craziness and people go through awful things and there's genocides and there's, there's these horrible things, but then you're there and you're, you're in the middle of it all and there's love and there's light and there's laughter and there's family and there's these people that have overcome the most horrible things. Like, so when I was in Southeast Asia, I was in China Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. I was in five countries. My gosh. Yeah, it was it was very fast, but it was two months of just like traveling and going and seeing and going and experiencing and immersing yourself in the culture. So I was in Vietnam for one month because I loved Vietnam. I just fell in love with Vietnam. I've heard that before. Oh, it's amazing. Like you have to go. It's like Vietnam is like California on crack. Like it's like California on crack. <laughs> it's bigger, it's better. Like the coastlines are the coastlines are steeper and the nature is greener and the caves are bigger and the waterfalls are bigger and it's just bigger and better. It's amazing. Um but the people like the Vietnam War. So I go there and you experience these people and they they love Americans. And cuz at first I was like, "Oh man, like these people are not going to like Americans." But they love Americans. I had this happened more than one time where a Vietnamese couple would literally come up to me and hand me their newborn and take a picture with me holding like their newborn. 
so many times, like so many times I lost count how many times that happened. Like they're the sweetest people. They're the most resilient Mm -hmm. people. They're the most forgiving people, the most kind people. Like it's just, it's just beautiful. So I love travel and I, I ideally, you know, I would love to travel with my forks and just do healing. And I, actually, I did bring my forks with me just in case of emergency. I was going to ask you if you did. They yeah. came with me. Yeah, I brought um, the 174 and the 5481 hertz fork um, yeah. because I knew I needed an on-the-body and off-the-body fork. And so if something happened, um, I was traveling with my boyfriend. So if something happened, I would just use the tuning fork. Or what I wanted to do was I want we wanted to couch surf and I wanted to gift that to the people, but then we didn't end up cup surfing so thwarted again but um so where did you end up staying uh hostels oh nice nice just hostels and hostels and hostels hostels. but it was really fun because then you meet you meet so many other people who are traveling so you meet people from literally everywhere from countries you didn't even know existed like not to you know be ridiculous but i didn't know i didn't know what estonia was and estonia is a country and i met a night very nice girl from estonia so i didn't even (laughs) i did not even know that was a country and she's like yeah i'm from estonia and i was like oh cool is that like so as you were traveling did you bring out your forks much um just a couple times and uh they started some really intriguing conversations Yeah. yeah um I had really good conversations about branching science and spirituality back together with the tuning forks because what what happened like back in the day is that science just decided that they would get all the stuff that you could see and touch and taste. So, you know, science right. owns the material world. Right. But then for some reason, religion got the unseen world and then there was this huge schism. So then science was like, religion, you're crazy. And I mean, religion is crazy. Like I don't believe in religion. I do believe in spirituality. And I think that the two are completely different. So now that spirituality and religion has all this unseen stuff and science is just constantly proving tangible things, like it's like these guys have been left in the dark over here. So with biofield tuning and energy healing and really anything, you're branching the two back together because the results that we see before and after an Mm -hmm. energy healing session or Mm -hmm. a biofield tuning session, like your energy changes. So I'm in a really good position because I work at a subtle energy laboratory. And so I'm able to measure the effects before and after on a patient using biofield tuning or pranic healing. And we're able to actually map, quantify, and qualify these these fluctuations and changes in energy. So it's not just like, you know, I'm waving a magic wand around in your field. I can literally show you before and after a tuning session that Mm -hmm. your chakras are more balanced. Your organ function, emotional organ function is more um, more at, at equilibrium and that your energy is higher like i mm. there's numbers there's mm-hmm. quantifiers mm-hmm. so it's just um i think with energy healing and biofield tuning and tuning forks and sound therapy and sound healing it's really taking the invisible and making it tangible right. which is really important right. nowadays um so yeah sound healing forever it's amazing. awesome awesome <laughs> so let me ask you we often or i often ask you know about like Something right now, given the time, given the space and everything, what comes to your mind when I ask you if there was anything you thought people needed to know regarding anything at all, whether it would be a health (laughs) tip, what do people need to hear Um, or experience or what do you, what would you say? I would say, actually, this kind of came up the other day. um, Don't believe in something just because it's always been that way. 
it, there's so many things that we don't know about the universe. Um, one of the things that I've been heavily diving into is electric universe theory. So it's the theory that the that the universe is electrical as the as the um, as the main thing rather than gravity. So right mm-hmm. now we have that you know gravity is like the <clears throat> is the main force in our universe and mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. But then that really doesn't make any sense because then mathematically gravity is such a weak force that you need this huge calculation of something to balance it out and then that huge calculation of something becomes dark matter and black holes and all of this other nonsense when if you take electric universe theory you can create it in the lab and that equals what is actually happening in space so it's like electric universe theory is this theory that is not well accepted not well known no one wants to talk about it and it's like it's the only thing that makes sense in the world so I digress. <laughs> okay, so... Th- Maybe Google electric universe theory yeah, and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, to me, it brings up, like, critical thinking. Yeah. Which I think most Americans are mostly devoid of. Yes. They, they lack it. I agree. I mean, I, I, I know that's true in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see it in others. Yeah. Question. Yes, it's it's just one of those things in, like... Um, yeah, just don't be- don't just believe what you're told because you're mm-hmm. told it by someone by someone. It doesn't mean anything. Like this is like a fun fact that not a lot of people know, but um Martin Luther King Jr.'s family, mm-hmm. they received payment from the government because there was a lawsuit that went through and was approved that they did in fact assassinate Martin Luther King Jr. and the government had to pay his family because they assassinated him. There's documents of this that were released and like given out to the public and no one knows that. So it's like, that's like one of those things where you're just like, oh my God, like our government is not looking out for us. So just to always look under the surface, if something looks suspicious, it probably is. Just dive a little deeper. Just go to like an alternate or holistic website or like a conspiracy theory website and just read through it and and make your own conclusion. But make your own conclusion based on the like more information than just a one-sided thing because i think right now in our in our um, in america everything is just so like one-sided that you you there just needs to be balance there's always balance there's always yin and yang and so they're just always that just needs to continue that's how the world goes on is balance yeah because if there was too much of one thing everything else would be dead Right. Yeah. And it would fall over. It would literally <laughs> it would be crazy. All right. Well let's let's wind this particular session up. Okay. I think there could be more later. I, I, I would like that, John. That would be great. I, I, no, I, I have some ideas we can talk about it after the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I mean energy medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of looking for someone to sort of like grab a hold of. Let's it. talk about that. Okay. <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, later. Good. Any more water. <laughs> okay. So how do people get in touch with you? Um, so I have my own website. Um, do. I do. It's my name. So it's jessicalouisbrand.com. And my last name is L U I B as in boy, R A N as in Nancy, D as in dog. So it's just my name. And, um, you can contact me that way. You can shoot me an email. You can text me. You can send me a smoke signal. You can, you know, <laughs> just flag me down. Yeah. Awesome. We can talk. <laughs> and so where, where are you doing, where are you, where are you doing working with the Forex? The sorcery. Um, I'm the in, sorcery. We're going to call it the sorcery. <laughs> Good. I'm in Encinitas, California, which okay. is Southern California. So I can do distant sessions because really? energy healing is intention. And so, um, once I kind of like either meet you in person or meet you over the phone, I can mm-hmm. literally tap into that energy and work on you via distance. So I do awesome. distant sessions and in-person sessions. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So you're going to be working on some videos, aren't you? 
Yes. Yes. I'm planting the seed on that. (laughs) Jessica, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, I I put a reminder on my email. You know, I use a system that reminds me about emails. Yeah. So because I did not want to lose track with you. Yes. You know. Well, this was great. I'm glad glad we did this. We should do this again. Okay. Let's. Yay. All right. Cool. Until next time at Alternative Health Tools. Bye. Bye, friends.